Good morning. I'm thankful I could be up here and tell a little bit of what I've read in the Word and what I'm going to share today. When we think of November, we think of Thanksgiving. That day that we can get together with our families. Maybe you're going to grandma's place. Maybe you're all coming to your place. Or your kids gathering together to, with their cousins and so forth. And they get off in one corner of the house and play. The women are busy in the kitchen gathering all the food and getting the last minute decorations. Their husbands are, and men or their family are rearranging the table, make sure there's enough chairs, all that kind of stuff. But the best part is the meal. The turkey, the ham, whatever meat was on the table. The mashed potatoes and gravy. The stuffing. Oh, yes. Mashed, uh, those yams, candy yams. With the little mini marshmallows on top. Making you hungry already. How about the green bean casserole with onions on top? Corn, cream of corn, peas, cranberry sauce. Homemade breads. I have a wife that likes to make bread. I've been not disappointed my whole life with all the bread. And those of you who know Dee, she likes making bread. Veggie trays with the pickles, the carrots, the celery, the broccoli, cauliflower, all those good things. And then after you take one or two helpings, me, three, out comes the desserts. And how can you turn down a pumpkin pie, cherry pie, apple pie, especially with a dollop of ice cream? Now you're full. Time to clean up the table and wash the dishes. The men race real quick to get into the living room to watch the football game. The kids go off in one corner and start playing games and and being quiet, yeah. We had a tradition in our family that we went around the table before we eat and praise God for something thankful that was in our life that during year. I remember one year I was so thankful. I had lost my two front teeth and every time I talked I whistled. And that Thanksgiving I had my Teeth came in. They were just barely there, but they were there. And so the thing I said I was so thankful for is my two front teeth. Didn't have to whistle anymore. But you know, those of you that do that kind of thing, ask for Thanksgiving to come up and tell God what you were thankful for. It means a lot. And then after you've done your eating and you're watching your football game, and the women come in to see what's going on. There's a, a little bit of something that's in your belly called tryptophan. And next thing you know, you're fast asleep. You missed the best part of the football game or, you know, whatever. Does that bring memories back of families? You know, we're in a family too. Christ family. And my message today is being thankful for the gospel. We didn't have the gospel 
where would we be today? The reason uh, I'm preaching on Colossians 1, 1 through 14 mainly is because Dave had a Bible study on Colossians and it kind of stirred my inner being to pursue this a little bit more. And thanks to the pastor, giving me a little bit of wisdom and confidence and pat on the back that I can do it. We tried to carry it and hopefully this will work out good for you too. Being part of a Christian family. Be thankful for that. God gave us people to worship him. To know each other. To make it a family is to uplift one another when there's a problem. To pray for them. If nothing else, pray. How many of you have Christians where you work that you can fellowship with? Share things. Oh, how work is so much better when you have somebody to share wisdom with. Somebody to pray with. I was um, at the same profession for 42 years before I retired. And believe it or not, I worked with my dad. Somebody says that's not the best thing to do, just to present him, especially when you have some conflicts. But I had a good Christian father. He taught me a lot. I learned a lot. Even though sometimes I probably, how should I say this in a nice way, was more learned than he was on the things because he, he was set in his ways. And when I used to do Con Ed, he would always say, well, I did it that way, but I did it different. Yeah. But he was graceful to me, and he let me show everybody what I knew. How many of you have Christian friends, neighbors? How great is that, to have a neighbor that's a believer? And if you don't, what a great way to minister to them and show them what a Christian li life is. Thankful for hope and love. Verses 1 through 8 talk about that. Paul, the apostle of Christ, by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to the saints, faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace, peace from God our Father. We always think of God the Father, our Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Since you have heard your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints because of all the hope laid up for you in heaven of this you have heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel which comes to you as indeed in the world who bear fruit and increase as it also does among you since the day you heard it and understood and the grace of God and truth just as you have learned it from, just as we have learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant, who is so faithful in the ministry of Jesus Christ on your behalf. And he made known to us your love in the Spirit. And so from the days we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge and the will. In the, Holy, in the Holy Spirit, wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord 
filled pleasure with him, bearing fruit in every good work and ceasing in knowledge and increasing in knowledge of God. That's what God is asking for us, whether it be our family, our church family, our jobs. Paul had been jailed a couple of times he sat in jail. <clears throat> when you're in jail, there's not much to do. I used to be the jail barber and the juvenile detention barber. 25 years. And every time I would go to the jail or juvenile detention, I would ask them, well, what did you do? Why are you here? A lot of them had sheepish looks on their face and say, well, I uh, got caught in the gang and they challenged me to do this. Or, well, I don't know why I'm in here. I'm not guilty. The man just loves to throw me in jail. Some were tempted. Some weren't. They all wanted to look good in front of the judge. So they asked him to come in and give him a haircut. People that lost, unsaved. Paul, he's sitting in jail. What else is he going to do? He's going to write a letter. So he writes a letter to various churches, and the one I picked was Colossus, the city of Colossus. And they heard, Paul heard from Timothy, and Timothy was out talking around, and he said, well, our good friend Epaphras is the preacher over there in Colossus. He's spreading the word. He's teaching people, getting them out. What a glorious thing it is to have somebody speak up on your behalf especially when it's good. Talking about God is good. So he was urged and expected to write, praying for them and their word being ministered in Colossus. Just like Marge talked about Bethany and her work. It's growing. God is working. The same thing here. Paul was encouraging them there with this letter that they were sharing the truth of the gospel to everyone they meet. They were bearing fruit. It was growing, increasing in numbers. Do we do that in our church? Do we talk to people, tell them what a great place we have here, that God has shared here from the word, the word only. We thank pastor for that. And that the grace of God is the truth. And where would it be without the truth? We thank Epaphras for being that faithful minister who loved Christ enough to stand out and talk to people in Christ's behalf, God's behalf. We should be thankful every day for something that Christ has given to us. Thankful for how he made us to love in the spirit. People always say to me, Richard, you've got this positive attitude all the time. You've got a smile on your face and you're bouncing around like everything. I tell them why. <laughs> I have Jesus Christ in my heart. I'm saved. I have no worries. Well, I have some worries, but 
My life, I know, is going to be doing some things. Marge and I have been blessed with three great kids, nine grandkids. Wow. And they're living for the Lord so faithfully. Faithful for the knowledge of wisdom, to please God. So was Paul. He was pleased to see that the Colossians people were out there working together, sharing. Like our potlucks, we'd have a great time to share stories and, and, and relationships. We can only understand the good news and put it to work by reading our Bible and hiding it in our heart and then sharing it with others. The big thing about sharing is just talking. You may not get a response. You may find something you didn't know that they wanted to know just by sharing. We can understand we live in a certain way. We choose to live in the way of the world or we can set an example of God's love and live life's examples in his way by supporting the mission field at home and abroad. This church is known for sending a lot of people out in the mission field. And we, we support a lot of missionaries. I think that's seven or eight, isn't it? Uh, close to that, yeah. Can we make a good example for them? Then you might say, what else do we do? Well, we have a food pantry for the needy. Once a month, we open up doors. And there's people that need food who come in here and they're graciously giving. Hold a free uh, uh, rummage for those that are looking for something they don't have money to pay for. What a great deal that is that our church can do that. Our youth activities, such as GQ, VBS, Bible study, Sunday school for all ages, in the workplace, in your neighborhood, where you live and share Christ. We're working, spreading the gospel. keep it up with a smile on our face and joy in our heart. When we live a certain way and testify about Jesus, we have joy. Coming up is the Christmas season and how many times do we sing joyful songs praising God for giving us that special gift, that special gift of his son. When you do one or more of these things, you will be joy in your life. Your life will be full of joy. And I can testify my life has been full of joy. I had godly parents. From day one, I was in Sunday school. Bible camp. In fact, that's where I dedicated my life to the Lord was at a Bible camp. I had precious saints in this church that grabbed me by the collar and said, Richard, do this. Do this. 
the Lord will bless you. What would we be without Jesus? There's no one to spread the word. No one out there to tell people what kind of life to live. Show an example. Be an example. Thankful for Christ's work. God sent his son to work on this earth for us, for our neighbors, fellow workers, people we don't even know and meet every day that we come in contact with. We give thanks to the Father for spreading or sending Jesus. Without Jesus, we would have nothing today. For the stories that we have in Sunday school that the kids learn two or three times as they go, so it will stick in their memory. The stories like Noah, Daniel in the lion's den, the leper, healed a man that was lame. He came to walk. Zacharias, the tax collector, a wee man, harsh man. He got uh, Jesus to come to his home. Jesus invited himself, and he changed him. Today's miracle, saving people from disasters. I could ask many of you, have you seen or heard of a miracle? And I would say yes. Things that happen in your life. I know my own life. My, wife, my mom had a scare with cancer. It disappeared came back later, but it disappeared. Miracles can happen, save us from disasters. Without Jesus, there's no hope. But he sent Jesus to deliver us from the dominion of darkness. Praise the Lord, huh? With that, we have all the hope in the world transferring from the, the, the darkness of sin to the kingdom of his beloved son. We have been redeemed. We've been forgiven of our sins through Christ. Boy, what a lovely message that is. In summary, do we spend time asking God to help us and others to be thankful for the word? Every day, thank him. By reading the word, praying about the word, praying about our family, our church, our office employees and, or, and, and other fellow workers. To missionaries, praying for our friends, giving thanks to Lord Jesus Christ for the many things that he's bestowed upon us now that we are Christians. How can we encourage one another and keep God at work? By being friendly, befriending, talking to each other. If you have a problem, share it with one of us. We're more than happy to to 
pray for you. Talk to you. Pray more. As the overseer has been doing, we write little letters to you encouraging what we see. Make an example out of your life. Living your life like you would like God, as God would like you to live. Showing everybody the Lord that's inside your heart. Don't stumble. We're going to stumble. We're human. But try not making anybody else stumble. If you stumble, pick yourself up. Ask the Lord for forgiveness. Show other people that, that you know that God is there to forgive you. This should re-energize you. Knowing that Jesus spent his life on earth preaching the gospel, died on a cross for us so we don't have to. Today is Communion Sunday, and we celebrate that once a month for all that Christ has done for us. This is why we take communion once a month, to remind us of that precious gift that God sent to us in the birth, the mission, the death, and then the resurrection of Jesus to teach us from evil and give us eternal life in heaven. So we should be thankful for the word that we can be in with joy because of Jesus and what he did for us and how he is continuing to care for us into all eternity. I'm going to pray for a closing and then I'll ask Pastor to come up for communion. I thank you all for listening. I hope you think about this message and how you can be thankful every day for what God has given you. Dear Father, we thank you so much for your son that you sent us. Take away our sins. Deliver us from that dominion of darkness. We also praise you for this congregation, the loving people that we have, sharing each Sunday with each other, praying with each other. We're just so thankful for the word that you've given us so we can read and put it in our hearts to love you more, to bring us that joy that nothing else can bring, joy of the word. Thankful that we are a part 